Hello, and welcome to Leap of Faith podcast. Uh, this is Lorraine and Jeremiah, your hosts. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's good, Jeremiah. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. You getting ready for your vacation? I am. I am. Well, actually, I will be on vacation when this, or will I be back? Next Friday. Yes. So next Friday, or this Friday. <laughs> I'm all well, you just let the cat out of the bag. You just let everybody know that we're pre-recording this. Like, pre-pre-recording. That's all right. I mean, no, I will <laughs> be all right with it. No, yeah, I know. we're recording early. We're recording early because I am uh, taking a little vacation. So we are very excited and, and, and ready to go. Are you packed? No. Why not? We don't leave till Sunday morning, so I still got a whole 36 okay. hours. Whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't usually post. Did I hear a cat? You don't hear a cat. You hear my family. Oh, you know, Me. mine does the same thing. That's why I try to do it during the day when nobody's around. Well, and that's usually what happens, but everybody's off today. And so, <laughs> eh, you know, they're enjoying their time together. You know what? It's all good. It just makes it more real. It does. Yeah. So, well, I'm excited for you. I'm a little jealous that you're not really because I don't know if I really want to go on a cruise. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I don't think I do. <laughs> it's kind of like you going to the beach. I will be going to the beach, by the way. But you don't like the beach. I don't. Yeah. I typically do not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't need to go on a cruise. I don't need to be on a floating island. Yeah, don't need that. No. Well, we don't fly anywhere, so it's just it's it's a different mode of transportation instead of driving. Yes. Yeah. You know. No, I get it. I mean, I I know people that have gone on cruises and they seem to enjoy them. And you know, I I would be afraid that I would a overeat and. I don't know. I just, I don't know. That just doesn't seem like a mode of transportation. I don't even like flying. I only do it because I have to. Well, I'm pretty sure, I'm almost 100% that there will be overeating. Pretty sure yeah. about that. Well, it's all inclusive, right? Yes. Yeah, I can't do that. This little five foot, two and a half body just can't handle that. You could. Yeah, no. No, I don't think so. There will be overeating. Um, and I shouldn't, but I, I'm, I'm afraid it's going to happen. Yeah, it will. But yeah. just get back into the gym. Well, actually, we, yeah. Well, they do have a facility where we can go and do some stuff. So we'll be working out. No, you won't. Side. No, you won't. <laughs> yeah, we've already decided because we're, well, I mean, we haven't been as, as, consistent as we should be but we've been going to the gym and so we'll have to we you know we have to do something you can't just not i don't want to feel terrible i'll burn some calories yeah yeah i usually try to push myself to walk more when mm. i'm out uh just to, to keep moving so yeah. i haven't i have not worked out consistently in a very long time 
Mm. So I really do need to get back to my cholesterol went skyrocketing for some reason. I don't know why. So I have to get back on that again. When uh, I used to work out and I was bodybuilding, my cholesterol was down to like 125. Wow. Like just because Impressive. of how I was eating and working out and doing a lot of cardio and, you know, and then, and then I met Rich and kind of, not that it was a bad influence. No, we actually would go out to the gym together, but my interest got deflected. It does. And then you start having babies and kids and family yeah. and, you know, things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Kids definitely, I don't know how women stay in shape when they have children. I, there's a gal that I know up here at the school. She got five kids and she's like this big. I don't know how she does it. She's, I think she's shorter than I am, but she's like all of like, I don't know, a buck, a buck 10, maybe. Mm -hmm. I mean, seriously. And I'm thinking, how do you do that with five children? Well, it's because there's nothing left. You got to run yourself ragged to keep track of five. I would assume three no, was she, tough. She actually runs and she works out. I don't know how she finds the time to do that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I'm scrambling for time between, you know, by the time I get home, dropping Gabriel off, it's like 745. And then I have to turn back around and leave normally, not today, because I told him I was going to be late, but 130, I got to leave to go get him. So that gives me like all of like, what, five hours, maybe, right. you know, to get some, I, I can't get into a project. I think we might've yeah. talked about this already. I can't start a project without, you know, getting interrupted. So I end up not doing the projects and that's why this bedroom, which you can't see it because I strategically made the camera not see it. <laughs> that's why you see a wall. And a right. Dresser which I'm trying to get rid of this dresser. I'm hoping get, that Joshua wants to take it and put it in his uh, room in the place that he's renting. So I'm trying to get stuff at that, this desk that, this, I think I have to keep the desk, but there's some other stuff. I'm like, please take stuff you yes. gotta get rid of. Yeah, mm -hmm. so anyway, well, let's go ahead and dive in because I know I do have to go get Gabriel pretty soon. And you got stuff to do before you leave. So not that we want to, you know, blow everybody off out there, but we do want to say thank you for joining us. Yes. Yes. Um, before I know we, we tend to go off on tangents, you and I. Yeah. Well, it's fun. It is. It it's is. It really is fun. So, um, but we also want to, before I would like to, I don't know if we haven't said this in a while, but the Leap of Faith podcast is, um, we haven't given them our mission statement in a while. Oh, yeah. So I thought maybe we'd remind them that uh, we are um, reading the word of God into the world, basically, one chapter at a time. And we are not in a sprint. We are in a marathon. And right. we're going to keep going until we finish uh, the first uh, the New Testament, and then we'll start on the Old Testament, hopefully, whenever we finish this. So yeah, well, um, we've got some things in the works. we're We're putting some stuff together. and um, we're working on, you know, expanding on getting the the word out every day. Yeah, um, 
So we've got some background stuff that we'll kind of let people know what we're doing here shortly. Uh, I think it's going to be awesome. I it is awesome. Uh, we are the everything you know is is God driven. Uh, we spoke about that yesterday, trying to you know find out what God wants you to do. And I, I think you and I are both on the same page that we feel like this is something God has put into our laps, and uh, we're going to go with it until you know He says don't do it anymore. So exactly. And you know uh, what is it? Flourish or fizzle out? What is? How does Robert say it? Do you remember? I'm not good at remembering that. Oh, you're so funny. Well, anyway, something like that. It's like either you're going to, you know, be fruitful or you're going right. to fizzle It's one or the other. And so far, I I feel like it's fruitful. I mean, we do have a bit of a following. I told you a friend of mine from high school accepted uh, an invitation yeah. to to uh, listen or watch. I don't, I mean, I don't know if he is or not. I can't. I, I don't know how to check that stuff. So, you know, that's not my forte. That's your forte. But I'm just thankful that, you know, there there are people out there that, I'm, that are getting it and, and reading yeah. and listening. So anyway, I just thought we'd reiterate that that's what we're here to do. And uh, it's not whether we're, you know, I know some people feel that men are the ones that should be preaching and getting the word out there. But you know, God put a lot of women in Jesus's life and they were out there, you know, getting the word out. So I don't see how you can put us, you know, I don't think you should put God in a bottle. No, uh, no. You can't put him in a box, you know, and he's going to do whatever he's going to do to get his message out there. So I 100% agree. Anyway, well, do you want to start us out in prayer? Yeah. Yeah. Let's All pray. Right. Okay. Heavenly Lord. We come before you at this time and, and give you praise and glory. And we are very thankful for the opportunity that Lorraine and I have at this time and that we get to share uh, the word every day, a chapter at a time, Lord. And our prayer is that uh, you give us the strength and compassion and the passion and everything to, to keep moving forward and, and, and keep pushing through this and, and getting it out the best that we can, Lord. We know that if we uh, do what you say, uh, you'll take care of the rest. That's right. And so that's our goal, Lord. Uh, as Lorraine mentioned earlier, we're just going to keep doing this till you tell us otherwise. Right. I pray for each and every person that listens or watches uh, our podcast that you bless them and in this journey that they're taking and the relationship building that they're going to experience with you, Lord, uh, is an amazing thing. And I pray just tremendous blessings on each and every person that decides to, to walk this journey with us. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, the other thing I forgot uh, real quick. Uh, yesterday when I put the podcast up, um, I, I two days ago, I actually started, well, three days ago on March 1st. I started doing Proverbs because there's 31 Proverbs uh, mm. in the month. So uh, I sort of, and I don't think today we have time to do it. I hate to say that, but uh, because we are on a, a little bit of a crunch, um, but I will get back to it um, come Monday. Uh, I will start doing the Proverbs over again, but Proverbs are just good to do. You know, there's oh, yeah. just so much uh, at, it's wisdom. It's Solomon's wisdom that's just 
pour it over you. And uh, I, I would hate for anybody to, to miss out on that. So those of you who are listening, uh, please continue to read your Proverbs one a day. It, they're short and uh, they're, they're, they're packed with a lot of information. So good stuff. So I just wanted to say that. So Monday, I'll start back up again doing it. And then if Jeremiah is up for it, starting again the week after, we'll start incorporating uh, Proverbs into it. So are you okay with that? Sounds good. Yeah. I kind of sprung that on you. Sorry. <laughs> Forgot to talk about that. All right. Got my readers. So we are now doing uh, episode 24.1. We are chapter 27. And uh, from what I understand, uh, Paul is on his way to Rome uh, to stand trial in front of Caesar, uh, is what I'm understanding from the overview. <clears throat> so, Paul sails for Rome. When the time came, we set sail for Italy. Paul and several other prisoners were placed in the custody of a Roman officer named Julius, a captain of the Imperial Regiment. Aristocrat. Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was also with us. We left on a ship whose home port was Adramidium on the west coast of the province of Asia. It was scheduled to make several stops at ports along the coast of the province. The next day when we docked at Sidon, Julius was very kind to Paul and let him go ashore to visit with friends so they could provide for his needs. Putting out to sea from there, we encountered strong headwinds that made it difficult to keep the ship on course, so we, still, so we sailed north of Cyprus between the island and the mainland. Keeping to the open sea, we passed along the coast of Cilicia and Pamphylicia, landing at Myra in the province province of Lycia, Lycia. There the commanding officer found an Egyptian ship from Alexandria that was bound for Italy and he put us on board. We had several days of slow sailing and after great difficulty we finally neared Critus. Critus? Okay. I don't know. That sounds okay. good. <laughs> but I thought that was an R but it's not. So I'm going to say Canitis, I don't know. But the wind was against us, so we sailed across to Crete and along the sheltered coast of the island past the Cape of Salmon. We struggled along the coast and, great, and with great difficulty and finally arrived at Fair Havens near the town of Lycia. We had lost a lot of time. The weather was becoming dangerous for sea travel because it was so late in the fall, and Paul spoke to the ship's officers about it. Men, he said, I believe there is trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. But the officers in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul. And since Fair Havens was an exposed harbor, a poor place to spend the winter, most of the crew wanted to go on to Phoenix, farther up the coast of Crete, and spend the winter there. Phoenix was a good harbor with only a southwest and northwest exposure. The storm at sea. When a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought they could make it, so they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. But the weather changed abruptly and a wind of typhoon strength called a northeaster 
burst across the island and blew us out to sea. The sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind, so they gave up and let it run before the gale. We sailed along the sheltered side of a small island named Kata, where with great difficulty we hoisted aboard the lifeboat. I'm sorry, where with great difficulty we hoisted aboard the lifeboat being towed behind us. Then the sailors bound ropes around the hull of the ship to strengthen it. They were afraid of being driven across to the sandbars of Sirtis off the African coast. So they lowered the sea anchor to slow the ship and were driven before the wind. The next day, as gale force winds continued to batter the ship, the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. No one had eaten for a long time. Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You should have avoided all this damage and loss, but take courage. None of you will lose your lives even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of the, of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and he said, don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God. For I believe God. It will be just as he said, but, he, but we will be shipwrecked on an island. About midnight on the 14th night of the storm, as we were being driven across the Sea of Adria, the sailors sensed land was near. They dropped a weighted line and found that the water was 120 feet deep. But a little later, they measured again and found it was only 90 feet deep. At this rate, they were afraid we would soon be driven against the rocks along the shore. So they threw out four anchors from the back of the ship and prayed for daylight. Then the sailors tried to abandon the ship. They lowered the lifeboats as though they were going to put out anchors from the front of the ship. But Paul said to the commanding officer and the soldiers, you will all die unless the sailors stay aboard. So the soldiers cut the ropes to the lifeboat and left it and let it drift away. Just as day was dawning, Paul urged everyone to eat. You have been so worried that you haven't touched food for two weeks, he said. Please eat something now for your own good, for not a hair, a hair of your heads will perish. Then he took some bread, gave thanks to God before them, and broke off a piece and ate it. Then everyone was encouraged and began to eat, all 276 of us who were on board. After eating, the crew lightened the ship further by throwing the cargo of wheat overboard. When morning dawned, they didn't recognize the coastline, but they saw a bay with a beach and wondered if they could get to shore by running the ship aground. So they cut off the anchors and let and left them in the sea. Then they lowered the rudders, raised the foresail, and headed toward shore. But they hit a shoal and ran the ship aground too soon. The bow of the ship stuck fast while the stern was repeatedly smashed by the force of the waves and began to break apart. The soldiers wanted to kill the prisoners to make sure they didn't swim ashore and escape but the commanding officer wanted to spare Paul so he didn't let them carry out their plan.
Then he ordered all who could swim to jump overboard first and make for land. The others held on to planks or debris from the broken ship, so everyone escaped safely to shore. Well, that was a lot. Action-packed. It was very action-packed. I'm sitting there like on the like edge of my seat <laughs> reading it. <Yeah. laughs> Sometimes it's like reading a, like it's a movie, you know, like playing right. in my head. Um, so I I didn't really start off uh, highlighting anything. What about you? Well, I was highlighting the different um, areas that they were using as landmarks. Okay. Um, and I just like the fact that, you know, the the author here is kind of mapping out their their travel and making sure to, you know, they where they sailed north of Cyprus and, you know, in Alexandria. Basically, is just kind of, I'm sure we could get on a map and see exactly the route that they traveled. Yeah. So I find that, I find that fascinating. Well, there was a couple of things that pinged on me, and I mentioned it earlier, when, again, the author, like you said, is Luke, and he's again, now, how did Luke get on the boat with the prisoners? That's what I want to know, mm -hmm. you know, like, because, like, is this just a ship for prisoners, or, I mean, obviously, they've got cargo, so, you know, the fact that he gets to go with Paul is amazing to me. So again, he's a firsthand uh, witness of what's going on here. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I thought was kind of cool was, uh, where did it say that? Oh, up in three. The next day when we docked at Sidon, Julius was very kind to Paul and let him go ashore to visit with friends so they could provide his needs. I thought that was like unusual because he is a prisoner. <laughs> yeah, I, I highlighted that too. I think that's, that's so fast. Again, this is this chapter is just very fascinating on what's happening and the influence that Paul has, even though he is a prisoner. Yeah, I mean, he obviously they they take into account that he, well, he's educated, and we all know that. So uh, you know, being an educated man, and he's also a Roman citizen. So again the Roman soldier is going to treat him a little bit differently than if he, uh, if he had been uh, a Jewish citizen, correct? True. true. Okay. And, and the fact, I think part of it too, is the fact that he requested to go to Caesar. Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. Right? And yeah. so that, that, I think that plays a part in it too, that he's wanting to hold court bef before the leader of Rome. And so, I, I mean, at this point, he's going to die if he escapes or runs away. So, exactly. Maybe that built some trust. Um, I didn't have anything again till ten. What did you? Did you have anything in between? Um, I I highlighted nine. Just that they had lost a lot of time because the weather was coming dangerous because mm -hmm. they they were in fall. Again, it's just these little details that that I like. Um, I guess in this part of the of the ocean, the fall, which is late September, October, is it's I guess it's pretty rough. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then uh, let me see. And Paul spoke to the ship's officer. Man, he said, "I believe there is trouble ahead. If we go on, shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger." 
to our lives as well. I mean, he's already predicting it, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> he's telling him what's going to happen. And then it does happen. Yeah. Everything that he said happened. It's like, well, the weather changed abruptly. This is down in 14. Did I miss anything before that? No. no. Um, and a wind of typhoon strength called a northeaster, which I thought was interesting because that's what we call them here in the United States. So is that a biblical term that the 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 New Englanders picked up? I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting. Uh, burst across the island and blew us out to sea. And the sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind, so they gave up and let it run before the gale. I don't know what that means. That's obviously nautical stuff, and I don't I don't know what that I, means. But I, I don't think it's good. No, I don't think so either. It sounds to me like it's going to try to push them out to sea, I think. I don't know. Um, then I didn't have anything again until 18. Uh, the next day, as gale force winds continued to battle the ship, the crew began throwing over the cargo, uh, throwing the cargo overboard. Mm -hmm. And then the terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. They had no hope. I know. But you know what? Paul did because Paul knew. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And again, going into 21, I mean, he's he's got influence. They're listening to the prisoner, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Paul called the crew together and said, men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You would have avoided all this damage and loss. <laughs> yeah. Like, I hate to say it, but I told you so. Yeah. Um, but take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of God, of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve, stood beside me and he said, don't be afraid. And how many times have we heard that, right? That yes. they always say, don't yes. be afraid. Yep. Uh, for you will surely stand trial, but Paul's going to stand trial before Caesar. Mm -hmm. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God. It will be just as he said, uh, but we will be shipwrecked on an island. So, you know, that's important. It, you know, that it, it's just as he said, you know. And you know he's trying to give them comfort no you know to say don't don't stray from what i'm telling you to do because right, if you right. do then you're gonna you know you're gonna die if you do whatever you want to do yeah so uh i didn't have anything again until the end of 29 what about you well i highlighted uh verse 27 okay the 14th night of the storm that is crazy Two weeks. Two yeah. weeks of a storm. I can't imagine that. Yeah. Like when we have four or five days, I think that's a long time, but 14. Yeah. That's a long, that's a long, that's a long time. That is, that is, I did, that didn't even ping on me. The sailor sensed land was near, right? Yep. And then I underlined, uh, they threw out four anchors from the back of the ship and prayed for daylight. <laughs> it's like, yes. now who they were praying to, I don't know. But uh, anyway. Um, and then uh, the sailors tried to abandon the ship. Right. Paul said to the commanding officer and the soldiers, you will all die unless the sailors stay aboard. So the soldiers cut the ropes to the lifeboat and let it drift away. Now, I think that 
what Paul's saying is God's protecting me. So you got to stay on board the boat in order to have a, the same protection from God. Is that what you, you're getting from I, that? Yeah, 100%. And the fact that they listen to him again. Yeah. I just, I, it just baffles me that they're listening to him. Eh, I mean, obviously up to this point, he's been speaking truth. Yeah. And I guess they got the point like, oh, this guy knows what he's saying. Yes. Well, and maybe they get saved, you know? I mean, we don't know until, That's true. I don't know, maybe we won't, won't read that until 28. But um, so uh, I didn't underline it, but uh, I'm looking at it. Please eat something now for your own good, for not a hair of your head will perish. I mean, they hadn't eaten in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, I maybe. Maybe they were just too sick because they're, you know, because, you know, when you feel like with, uh, what do you call it, seasickness. Seasick, yeah. So then he took the bread, gave thanks to God before them all, and broke off a piece and ate it. Then everyone was encouraged and began to eat. All 276 of us who were on board. So he basically did communion, I think, is what yeah. I was getting from that, right? Exactly. Well, and that's, you know, I highlighted giving thanks to God because in the midst of the storm, I think sometimes we, we, we don't stop to give thanks. Yeah. And, and I think that's a, to me, that's a huge thing. They've been in the storm for 14 nights. They finally going to eat. And that's what he does. He breaks the bread, gives it's communion, it's fellowship. It's, and let's thank God we are at this point where we are. Yes. Yes. Um, and then, um, let me see. I went, I went up to 41. Mm -hmm. Did you do anything before that? No. Yeah. But they hit a shoal and ran the ship aground too soon. The bow of the ship stuck fast while the stern was repeatedly smashed by the force of the waves and began to break apart. The soldiers wanted to kill the prisoners to make sure they didn't swim ashore and escape. But again, the commanding officer wanted to spare Paul. So he didn't let them carry out their plan. Then he ordered all who could swim to jump overboard first and make for land. Uh, the others held on to planks or debris from the broken ship. So everyone escaped safely to shore, which is exactly what God you know, said was going to happen. Everybody was going to make it safely. Yep. That was the plan. So, you know, trust in the Lord, you know, is basically what it comes down to, you know. Yeah. So. All right. Well, always good stuff. I, I don't really have a takeaway uh, except for trust in the Lord and, and do what he says, basically. Yeah, um, I think that's it. You know, I mean, that's really uh, kind of in a nutshell um, for today's little bit of a takeaway. So huh, that was that was a big one. I don't think 28 is is as big. So no. I'll have I'll have a little more time. Oh, it's our last chapter. Hey, everybody, we're on our last chapter of Acts. Good job. And everybody who's hung in there with us. I know. <laughs> How exciting is that? Yay. And I love Romans. I, just I do that too. Book, so I do too. I'm excited okay. about that. Yeah, me too. So that's gonna be that's gonna yeah, this is like packed full of good stuff, is is Romans. So that's gonna be exciting. So well, all righty. Uh, so um, we are at the time where we give you that opportunity to accept Jesus and uh, to 
become a follower in Christ. Um, so if you haven't made a choice for Jesus, uh, this is your moment. Um, we will say the prayer. And if you're a believer, you know, feel free to say it with us and uh, just reaffirm your faith. So uh, let's pray. <clears throat> Holy God, Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your only son, Jesus Christ. It's his perfect blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior and will uh, accept him into my heart and live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you've said that prayer for the first time, and I hope you guys don't get tired of me saying this, but I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know who is a first time listener. So, you know, this might be the very first time that somebody happens to be listening and this might, you know, might have been on their heart to say the prayer, but they were always afraid or they didn't know. So uh, Jeremiah and I both uh, encourage you to get to a church, a minister, mm -hmm. if you need to talk to a pastor um, or just tell the, a friend, you know, maybe you have a friend who's been praying for you, who knows, um, but get the information you need, uh, join a ministry, do volunteer work and, and start living for Christ. Because right. uh, that's what you're, you know, that's what God wants you to do. And, and he wants you to have a relationship with him. We talked about that uh, last Friday where, you know, we're talking about that relationship, you know, yeah. so you want to have that. So that's uh, that. And so now uh, we were going to talk about the little things. Uh, yep. We have a little bit of time, I think, to maybe do that. Um, I don't remember what we talked about. Do you remember what we were talking about? Well, we 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 we're gonna talk about, I guess, lightly. <laughs> uh, our our uh, experience with the recent inflation, <clears throat> and just kind of how it's affecting us, and you know, not you know, we're, we're not gonna get political and. <clears throat> And do anything that I think most of it is just kind of like talking about how we're adjusting to this new life yeah. of of things being way more expensive because I think I think we're all feeling it and um, you know it's good to talk about and and you know I know for us like our food budget has like totally changed it's crazy yeah for us and uh, and and kind of portioning out what we're going to do for dinners and lunches and, and breakfast and kind of trying to still the budget I had made, you know, a few months ago has been blown because just yeah. it's, it's, it's so weird. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, the fact that the prices have escalated and um, stock is down and we've talked about that. Um, you know, they say that there's stuff that's sitting off the coast of California, which they are. You can see them when you, you know, you can see them sitting there. Um, and you and I talked about this earlier. It's like a, a ripple effect. You know, it, it's all just kind of trickling down. And, you know, if people aren't going to go back to work, then the stuff is just going to sit there because there's no way to get the stuff from the, the ships to shore to the trucks and then the trucks need to get to the distribution it's crazy yeah. so you know i encourage people 
you know, I said this to, and this kind of in the same line, and again, we're not trying to be political. We're not trying to, you know, say anything negative about anybody and everybody's situation is different. But if you are capable of working, people should get back to work, in my opinion, um, because that's what our country is founded on. Yeah. And what I was telling Gabriel, like, okay, for instance, he was saying he wanted a new ear, earbuds, what I call it, AirPods. Okay, I'm like, well, what's wrong with the old ones? Oh, I could do this, this, and this with the new ones. Oh, whatever. I don't know what the difference is. But so he's got like $75 for Amazon. I said, well, then you should earn the money for right. the other, the whatever the balance is that you need. And he's like, oh, that's a good idea. I'm like, well, I've set you up to do that. You just actually have to do the work and then I'll pay you for it. And I said, if you earn the money, and you get to purchase your ear pods, the, you know, AirPods, with your own money that you earned, you're probably going to feel a lot better about yourself. You know, who doesn't, like, when you've worked for something and you've, you know, worked so hard to get whatever it is, you know, like, or when you redo a room or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, you've done a plumbing job in your house, you know, you feel so much better that you did it and you worked. And so that's my point. Go back to work. I think people would feel better about themselves. Um, well, and I'm sh you mentioned earlier Proverbs. I'm, I'm pretty sure there are plenty of Proverbs that talk about working hard and working and, and earning what you need as opposed to being lazy and not doing a yeah. good day's work. And, and, and we talked about this too the other day where I said, you know, when you get to heaven, you're right there. I'm sorry, my allergies are just crazy, and so I know. <laughs> just making sure you're not like you know. Well, this whole show, there. I've had to go on mute and turn the camera off just because it's trying to make it through. You've done a great job. You've done a great job, uh, and we'll wind this up pretty quick. Um, but uh, we were saying that you know what I understand is when you get to heaven, you're not going to be just sitting around playing harps, right? You know, so you know God created us to work. He didn't create us to just sit around and be lazy and be served. Uh, you know, he expects us to get out there and and participate. Um, so anyway, but with the whole, uh, somebody had posted on um, Facebook and I kind of made a joke about it, but she was saying that, that you guys are paying like 450 a gallon for gas. Probably. I'm like, well, try paying five, you know, yeah and change. I mean, some people are paying five and a quarter, five thirty, five forty. I mean, five dollars and forty cents for a gallon of gas. That's yeah. so crazy. And well, how far does it get you? 30 miles, maybe if you're lucky. You know, it's like, you know, unless you're driving a Tesla, I I can't afford a Tesla. So <laughs> exactly. Well, so, and you know, part of that I will say though that, you know, we have made uh I work from home now, and uh, Cassie, we moved closer to where she works, and so <laughs> we've been blessed to be able to shrink that budget significantly, because mm. uh, there was a time when, uh, Cassie, we were, you know, 30, 30 or 40 minutes away from, from where she worked, and, you know, even at four bucks a gallon, three bucks a gallon, whatever it is, it's, it, it adds up very quickly. 
It re well, and try okay. So for me, I drive, which is why I'm. I really am trying to encourage Gabriel to, you know, do what he's supposed to do, so he can start driving himself to school. Uh, you know, it's it's literally 19. I think it's about 19 miles to get to his school. So it's a 25 minute drive up, 25 minute drive back, 25 minute drive up, 25 minute back. I mean, that's two hours of my day. Plus the gas, you know, I mean, that's so, I, I use up more than a tank of gas a week to drive him to school. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, that's like $60, $70 a pop. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy, you know. Now, I have to say I am thankful uh, because we are military. We uh, have the opportunity to go to the commissary to get our groceries. Mm -hmm. So, although I have seen things go up at the commissary. Um, they're still not as bad as out in the regular grocery right. stores. Um, I think I saw in, I, when we were in Hawaii, I think a gallon of milk was like, I'm going to say eight or $10. Whoa. Eight bucks for a gallon of milk. That's that, more than a gallon of gas. <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. I know. It's like, oh my gosh, I don't know how those people live. I really don't. Uh, honestly, I, I don't know how they're doing it. But, you know, I, I, for a long time, I think we talked about clipping coupons. Yeah. I clipped coupons I, like crazy. I had, a, I had a book. I had like a little file where I had everything, you know, according to the, the you know, dairy and breads and right. canned goods, health fitness, whatever. I, I would save about $25 to $30 in coupons every time I go to the grocery store. I don't do it as much. Well, the coupons out here in California stink. Let me just okay. say that. They're awful. I, Texas, I used to get like two, three, four coupon things in the newspaper. Yeah, yeah you don't get that here. Hmm. So I stopped clipping coupons. It was too too challenging. So you know, it was a waste of time. You know, the other thing too, you know, Rich has said to me, time versus money. True. So do you run around trying to find the item that you want for cheaper or do you just go buy it for 50 cents more? You know, right. you've got to decide, you know, so that took me a long time to learn that lesson. Um, it's a tough lesson. And, I, and I've, you know, you saying that just has really, I've seen a lot of those like quotes and people talking about that recently it's just been pinging on me as far as we can get money will come and go but time always goes that's right that's true and you never get it back yeah so if you want to waste your time trying to find a good deal or just go ahead and pay the money out you know that's it really comes down to it so but you know god will do what god's going to do and you know hopefully we as a country will figure it out again we don't want to get political but you know it ultimately comes down to world politics is going on right now we know that oh that's what i wanted to pray for too I wanted to lift up those people in the ukraine mm -hmm. uh, that's that's a huge thing which is also burdening our country and all the countries you know right, i mean right. the whole i mean the oil prices you know, everything is just escalated because of, of what's going on out there in the world. So, but those poor people, you know, the refugees, 
uh, we do need to lift them up in prayer and uh, try to support them. Uh, again, I don't know what everybody's political affiliations are. I don't know what they think, but I don't think any country deserves to be invaded like that. No, no. I think the 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 war itself and the, and the people that the civilians and the people that are getting the it's just terrible. Yeah, it is terrible. I mean, you know, uh, it, it's uh, you know some uh, again we can't we promise not to get political, so we won't. But we could easily, <laughs> and I don't want to do that. So that's not what we're about. We're about reading the word and talking about the little things. So. Uh, Anyway, uh, so that that's it for today, guys. Uh, this will be posted next Friday, which is today when you're watching it, which is weird. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> so you all take care uh, and uh, feel free to email us, send us a message. If you got saved, let us know. Uh, mark yes. it in your Bible. Let us know that because uh, we're always interested. We can always say a prayer for you and and uh, encourage you to uh, start being uh, a participant as a Christian. You have to, you got to participate. This is not yes. a, a uh, what's the, uh, what's the word, spectator sport. This spectator is, sport. this is activity. So that's right. All right, Jeremiah, this is always a, tr it's a treasure for me to be able to sit and chit chat with you. I agree. I agree. So I know you I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I haven't been able to chit chat as much. I don't know. My throat is not participating, but uh, it's been, it's been, it's always awesome. It always. is always awesome. This was a good, uh, good little bit of time together. And uh, I pray blessings over you and your family as you go uh, on your vacation. Get over whatever that is that you got going on. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. hopefully you come back without that. And uh, y'all be safe out there. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. And All we'll right. see everybody next week. We will see you next week. Take care. Bye.